the male human predator. He smiles at me with his gold teeth. He's, his slithering tongue licked his, his lips. That was his sign of love. I was a nobody but a pile of shit. Humpty, dumpty, chumpy, and a fraud. An ego of obesity and self-esteem of lard. He read me like a book that had a false cover. He knew its content and its never-ending of defeatism. Lust, love, needs, wants, vexations, and all of my other isms. I fell into his trap of sexual bliss, only to be drawn into his sexual hell, imprisoned by it, fear of losing it and return to my unfulfilling, empty life. When enough is enough and becomes enough is when I let go. Left alone once again with the flabby, tittied, rotund body and a shadow mirror. Woe is me, said silently in my head of my intrusive ego. Enter another smile from a body of insatiable wonder. Like an arrow, he pierced my heart, soul, and body. Like a flash of lightning, once again, I'm being fulfilled with the emptiness of horror. As I let go of another super horny hung matador, I sit alone and meditate. Am I the prey or the predator? Welcome back to the craziness that lives inside my head. This is Eric. And this podcast, I want to talk about prey and predator. And I'm going to say... Sometimes we are the predator and sometimes we are the prey. But is that a good thing or a bad thing? Sometimes we act like a prey in order to get what we want. Especially when it comes to sex or love or whatever whatever that has to do with humans that, that we, we want from them. I mean, it's almost the same thing. Because I was thinking the other day, because I had a, a, an incident at work uh, with one of my employ, employees, and she was what they call a passive aggressive. And sometimes I think passive aggressive is almost the same thing as prey. Because if you want something from somebody, now passive aggressive can go either way. Um, the incidents with this passive aggressive has something to do with uh, she was upset because she wanted a certain she wanted my um, I work Tuesdays and they told her she couldn't work Tuesday because they need her on Saturday. She wanted to give up Saturday and work Tuesday. And I think she got upset because I heard through the grapevine from another employee who said that who tried to who tried. Very sneakily try to get me to change my Tuesday to Saturday so she can work on Tuesdays. And I told her no. So anyway, the incidence was a passive aggressive against me. What's the difference between a passive aggressive and prey? I mean, sometimes you know somebody is no good for you. But you want this person. And 
you know the type of person, you know what the type that this so-called predator wants. So what you do, you put yourself as as prey. You 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 change your way you do things, or like in, in like they used to say, women change their hair. She wear the hair the way he likes it, or they wear dresses the way he likes it, like it, you know, and and becomes the prey. He's the predator. So once you he get you the prey catch him, she got what she wants, or he got what he wants. Smokey Robinson made a made a record of when it when the when the hunter get captured by the game, that's a that's a that's a that's an exact situation I'm talking about. The hunter, the the predator, is preying on on you. But what the predator doesn't realize, you want to be you want to be preyed on, because you want him. We do it every day, in every situations. I wrote that prose. Because I was thinking about when I was 400 pounds, I always used the expression, woe is me, nobody wants me, no, nothing this and nothing that, you know. But I've done things to get certain men in my life, knowing they're predators, knowing that, um, you know, Perfect story. Just one of you had to stop drinking, drinking and drugging. The perfect story. I pick up a, a guy at 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 a bar. It's a hustler bar, filled with um, drag queens, you and prostitutes, because you the drag prostitutes, drag queens, and hustlers. It was one of those bars back in the 70s on Eighth Avenue. You go in there. Um, usually, is is not far from the the bus the bus station. So what they what what happened is I guess these businessmen going to going to and from work in Jersey, um, probably stopping to get a, a a nightcap or whatever, and that's why you had the prostitutes in there trying to get them to you know go to bed with them, and then you had the hustler guys trying to you know do this. Anyway, I was in this bar, but it was past that that time of day. It was like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, and I'm sitting there and I notice. These two drag queens was arguing with this this hustler. I'm quite sure it was a hustler. And what struck me was that the hustler, actually his name was Larry, was quite good looking, quite well built and quite well hung. And I was couldn't understand they don't they don't want him. So anyway. They argue, the two drag queens, they argue with him, they got mad with him, they cursed him out, and they walk out the bar. But meanwhile, he's sitting next to me anyway. And he turns to me and he says, buy me a drink. Just like that, buy me a drink. So, I bought him a drink. You know, me, the 400-pound guy with no self-esteem, thinking, oh, wow. He's talking to me. He's really talking to me. This hunk of a man talked to me wants me. But in the back of my mind, I know what he wants. He's probably a hustler. He just want to get, you know. So I bought him a drink. And then he says to me, let's go. And I said, where are we going? He said, we're going to your place. 
So anyway, on the train uptown, I'm like, my heart is beating fast. Oh, I can't believe, I can't believe something this gorgeous is going to finally go to bed with me. Why would he want me? Anyway, knowing damn well why he wants what he wants. To... So we get up, we get up to my place. And yes, everything that was in my mind that I thought he had when he took his clothes off, yes, he had it. And yes, we did make out, make love, whatever you want to call it. Then I really was in love because he spent the night. He didn't ask for any money. And I was at the time I was living in a, a rooming, a rooming in the brownstone, a rooming brownstone. So I had a room, I had to share my bathroom. So I went and took my shower and everything because I had to go to work. And I said to him, um, aren't you going to go to work? He said he didn't have a job. He was looking for work. He was a truck driver. And he was looking for work and he couldn't find work and all like this. So um, so what happened was I made a decision to let him stay in my, my apartment. I didn't have, it was a rooming house. I didn't have anything in there. I mean, I used to have a record player, but the, the other guy months ago who I picked up stole it. See what I'm coming from? <laughs> you see what I'm coming from? I'm the prey now. No, damn well, I've been there. I had somebody steal from me already that I picked up months ago. And here, here we go again. So I let him stay. In fact, not only I let him stay, I gave him money to find a job and get a haircut. I come back from work, no money, no job, no haircut. I don't know what he did with it, but he was he was there in, in the bed when I left him. He was there in the bed when I got back home. So this went on for a week. This went on for a week. Um, we had, believe it or not, I didn't know this, because um, I, I think I took him to a friend house and these friends knew him and you know how you know how it is you walk in a, you walk in a, a, a well it wasn't really a party it was a gathering of friends I took them there and and everybody's ooh and ah and all like this and, and they couldn't believe I had him Larry we were together they were having a party that Saturday and we were invited so, I said to Larry, now mind you, we had a party to go on, on Saturday. I think this had to be like a Thursday night. So, you know, I'm frisky because I picked him up a week ago and that's the last time we had sex. So, you know, I wanted sex and I started playing with him and all like that. And um, he pushed my hand off, off of it and said, you get the dick when I want you to get the dick. And I said to him, it doesn't work that way. I said, if I'm putting clothes on your back, yes, I brought him clothes. And I'm put a roof on your head. Yes, he stayed with me for a week and he would look like he wasn't going nowhere. Putting food in your belly and giving you money. You want to give me the dick when I want the dick. Well, long story short, I didn't get the dick. But the next day was Saturday and we were going to a party. So when Saturday come, he said that he couldn't make the party. He had to go to his sister house in Jersey. But he'll be back. You know, he said, I should be back by the time you come from the party. That was Saturday night. I got back from the party, what, Sunday morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. 
Nope. He wasn't there. Sunday night? Nope. He wasn't there. He had my phone number. He could have called. Nope. He didn't call. Monday morning? Nope. He wasn't there. I went to work, came from work. No, he wasn't waiting for me at the door. He didn't have the key, but so he be waiting me at the front door. Nope, he wasn't there. So I packed all his things. I bought all the stuff I bought him fit in two shopping bags. So two brown brown shopping bags from the 70s. Those of you old enough to remember them. Two brown shopping bags. I put all the things I bought him in the shopping bag at the door. And show is shooting around nine o'clock Monday night. Who's knocking on my door? It's Larry. I didn't say nothing to him. He said, "Oh, baby, baby, I miss you." And I said, "No." In fact, to make to make to to make it even worse, he knew what he knew what I wanted, and I said that he can go. I had he saw the bags. He took his dick out. He took his dick out. I want to have sex right there at my front, right at my door, and I said no. Here's your bags. You can go. I gave him the bag, put him in his hands, and shut the door. And then I went in my my little room and I went, woe is me. Woe is me. Why is woe is me? Why, why, why is woe is me? And then when I tell friends about, oh, you know how these people are. You know how these people are. They're nothing but predators. You know. You know how they are. All they want is, all they want is the money. You know. You know, you know, and you know, I like when people say that to me to 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 uh, smooth my ego, you know, because I because well, when you think about it, when you really really think about it, I knew what I was getting myself into. I was putting myself as a as a prey to get what I wanted, and I got what I wanted. So I shouldn't be sitting there being depressed. Woe was me. But when you're 400 pounds, anything like that happens to you, no matter what. Because the same thing happened to skinny people. I blame everything on my weight. Everything I blamed on my weight. If I wasn't so fat, he wouldn't have left me. If I wasn't so fat or this. But no. Larry would have left me. If I, if I was just as fabulous as he was, he would have left me. That's the end of this podcast. And the name of this podcast is The Male Human Predator. Because... Even though we consider we may be prey, we can just as well be a predator as the record goes when the hunter gets captured by the game.